Hello and welcome. You're listening to Show Starters with Adam and Andrew, an upbeat discussion about life and everything that comes with it. Today we talk about how to ask for more money at work, what and when to say it, tips to know your value and how to use that information to your advantage. We'll also cover, is it better to stay in the same job for many years or to job hop? And finally, we will discuss how millennials are redefining the game. This is one episode you cannot afford to miss. Stay tuned. All right, guys, today we've got a really great topic for you. We are talking about the moolah. Money, 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 money. Adam, take it home. Money, 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 money. I want an octave higher. I need shift change, you know, key change. I was not successful in that. Can I get a mic check? (laughs) Uh, No, today we are talking about how to get a raise at work. How do you ask for some more money? How do you... um, Get that dollar bills up in your pockets, them coins. We've got a lot of tips and advice on how to do just that. Whether you are a freelancer who pretty much works for yourself and on a contract with different companies, or if you are in corporate America. So let's get started. Yes, shall we? So um, this is a fun topic. I love, we all love money. Money is money is money. Well, it makes the world so, go round. It does. It does. And we, you and I, as always, that follows suits with everything we talk about, are in totally different worlds um, as it relates to anything that we're doing. You are probably more in the freelance world right now, and I fall more into the corporate world. Is that accurate to say? I would say so. I would say so. I okay. have I have some corporate experience, but have you ever freelanced yeah. or done your own not yet. Okay. Not yet. Okay. I have a feeling that will be coming in the future. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. So it's... I'll, I'll, we'll share each other's experiences. But uh, from the freelance perspective, I'm curious how, because mine's my, my, mine's so boring. But um, talk to me about raises in the freelance world. What's that look like? Well, What's... usually, I mean, in, in like the interior design world, you're just charging your clients, and maybe you're getting a percentage of. Um, goods that you sell on the back end from your vendors. So the the vendor percentages are pretty much set unless, you know, they make a change. Um, you don't have much control or negotiating power over that. But when it comes to setting your prices for clients or raising them, if you have clients that you do work for on a consistent basis or multiple homes or, um, you know, they, they have you do maybe a couple of rooms this year and then a couple of years later they have you do another couple of rooms you really have to um, set the stage and provide a reason why you're increasing your prices. You know, you can't just, mm-hmm. oh, I charged this amount per hour, you know, six months ago, and now I just want more money, so I'm going to charge more. You have to provide an extra value. You have to either take more classes and, and become certified and in, in more things that are of value to your client. Um, you have to either up your game within your business where you're doing more of the grunt work for them or hiring someone out, a subcontractor, to do the grunt work for them. And I guess that goes back to the idea that it really is all about the customer and the client making their life easier. You get paid to solve problems in any job, freelance, corporate, whatever. Yeah, You're not paid to fill a seat. In most, most positions, you're paid to solve problems and answer questions and make processes more efficient. For your customers, it, it, 
Yeah, but so as a consumer, if if I were to hire you to do a, a job six months ago at a certain price, and you've done these classes and you've done these things to, from your perspective, improve your value, but I as the consumer maybe don't see that, but you decide to increase your rate. So by Christmas time, I'm ready for you to do another job, and I'm like, whoa, what what happened? How do you have that conversation? Like, how do you convey to your client then that you worth that money? Well, number one. You have to make sure that the reasons that you're upping your rates are legitimate. Um, are they actually providing added value to your client and customer? Because if they're not, if you're like, okay, I learned how to, you know, sew sew valances or something to add. To, I'm using the interior design world as an example. Yeah, like, I, I took a sewing class, so now I can also do custom draperies. Well, that may not be a value for every client. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Some clients are like, we just want, you know, off the shelf or whatever. So you have to know your client, know your market. Who are you, you know, selling to? If you're going to do custom stuff like that and learn to do some of this custom things or network and find, you know, perhaps a, a seamstress who does, you know, custom draperies and bedding, et cetera, et cetera then maybe you're leaving your old clientele behind and it's time to market to a higher end clientele. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because there are different yeah, levels, yeah. just like in every business, there are different levels in interior design as well. So, you know, some people work on, a, 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 a it's all based on budget, right? Yep, yep. So, well, so budget and then to, you said that you said earlier was market and area. That all makes a big difference. So I... Uh, as you know, I work in healthcare, and um, you know raises are nice. I've worked for an organization in in Mishawaka, South Bay, Michiana, and there were two years we didn't get raises. Like it just it didn't happen, and you were at the mercy of how the system mm-hmm. was doing financially, and if you could benefit from that the following year. So there was years that I didn't go, I went without raises, but I was thankful I had a job. Well, um, yeah, that, that's so true. And that's with a lot of different people um, or a lot of different positions that people have. They don't have a lot of control over their pay per se. You know, it's kind of like, this is what the position pays, take it or leave it. And the same goes with raises a lot. You know, I think the average is like between one and 3%, you know, depending on where you live geographically mm-hmm. and depending on what field that you're in, you can usually count on a one to 3% raise per year. Now that doesn't sound like a lot, but you know, that's even if you don't do exceedingly well in your job. Yeah. No, I, I would say that I agree. That's average, uh, across the board. That's, I mean, that's from my experiences when I have gotten them raises, uh, and shown my worth. That's, that's, that's been, that's been about what it is. Yeah. Um, but you bring, so up, I, you bring up a good point with two years in a row you didn't get a raise because the company wasn't doing well financially, right? Yeah, we. I mean, we were doing okay, but we weren't like in excess that we could trickle that down to the frontline staff. You know, I'm sure the CEOs and such were were getting their fill, but it wasn't going down to the front lines. Well, that that kind of brings me to my my first point, which is know when to ask for a raise. Timing's everything. Of course. You have to, if you're feeling like you're being undercompensated for your job, um, you have to, before you even go to your supervisor or your boss or whoever, you have to look at the financial health of the company, right? 
is this a good time to ask for a raise? Are we doing well or are we struggling? You know, you can do that research on your own. You know, you can talk to some other employees. Um, you can look it up online. Have they been laying people off? You know? Yeah. Look for the, uh, look for the signs. Yeah. That's a very good point. Yeah. Look at the financial reports of your company. If, you know, if, if you have access to those, you know, I mean, that's, that's something that will let you know, okay, they're struggling. Now may not be the time. I need to be a ride or die chick. You know, I need to like stick <laughs> right. with my if, job for a minute. Right. Stand right. by if, your job. If Carla and Human Resources just got canned because of low budget. Do you, I, right. I, it's probably not a good time. Or, or if they just laid off a bunch, a bunch of, um, you know, manufacturing jobs. It's like, okay, obviously we're not manufacturing as much. Or if they just laid off a bunch of salespeople or fired salespeople, it's like, Okay, sales must be down. Okay, well, um, I'm going to just hold on to my job for now yeah. and either well, look and for something else somewhere yeah. else or wait it out. Yeah, so it's going it, it to it's all going to depend on your industry too. So, uh, if you're if you're in a line of business that depends on a consumer buying something or if you're a manufacturer group and, you know, you're making a specific part for an RV and RV sales are down across the board, your production's probably going to go down and maybe right. so maybe the company's got to create a a padding and they can't afford to do to do raises at the time so know your right. industry that's to right your point and know when to ask that's well, a great point the other thing is to think about um who you're asking because different companies have different tiers you know of of chain of command the, the red mm -hmm. tape and so you may have to meet with your direct supervisor or your supervisor's manager, et cetera. And you got to know, you know, what their workload is like right now. What time of year is it? What are they stressed every day? If they're stressed, probably not a good time to ask for a raise. You know, it's probably a good time to just uh, lay low and try to help out as much as possible. You don't want to be a doormat forever. No, no, but you, uh, you're right. Cause you want to, if, if you're, if you're producing valuable work, um, and you have a great outcome with your work, then you want to make sure that you are being appreciated for what you bring to the company table. Right. But timing is so, everything. And I, I would it, say yep. now being the end of the year, a lot of people are thinking about goals for next year, right? Um, know when it's not just based on the calendar year in some cases, it's based on the fiscal year. Correct. So you got to know when the end of your fiscal year is, and that's the time to start prepping yourself getting ready maybe the end of January some summer or the end of June you know it's kind of knowing when the end of your fiscal year is for your company and that's when usually reviews are done and that's a good time you yep and that so, is so a, it is a great time so leading up to that is when you want to start giving you know really your best performance and keeping track of your accomplishments <laughs> you know Yes. Yeah, so obviously you want to be consistent in your performance and not save it all for the finish line. But well, no, but you got to start keeping uh, track of that stuff. I, I, I wholeheartedly agree. Um, one of the things that I do that I find very helpful for me um, to to keep track of those things throughout the year, if I'm working on many ba you know big projects or key initiatives that I'm spearheading, I will keep my LinkedIn um, mm -hmm. up to date all the time. If I'm not refreshing that thing once a month, I'm not doing uh, right by myself. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm on it constantly more to just to keep that as a running, um, living, breathing resume. Yes, that's great. And in addition to that, I, you know, obviously keep my resume uh, up fresh too. So it's not that I'm always looking for another job, 
but it's a way for me to keep my list of accomplishments up and going. So when I need to share my value, I can refer back to that and say, oh yeah, we did X, 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 X this year. Uh, and I've led these things. So I've, I've done a lot of work this year. And, so. and the other thing that a very successful uh, vice president of marketing of a huge global company told me one time was keep track of dates, you know, start to finish of project dates, like things that you accomplish and keep track of figures. You want to say I was able to help on this project or I initiated this project or I led this project or I assisted with this project, which resulted in a 10% growth in sales, you know, over this period of time or, you know, percentages, um, dollar figures. If you're in social media work, followers, you know, we went from 2000 followers to 8000 followers in this six month period based on Mm -hmm. the projects that I oversaw and implemented. Those are really things that show the direct value, not just, I've done really great at my job this year. Look how much better our company is. Okay, well, yep. what are the results Yep. in and, numbers? And so, yeah, and, and working in an organization where we don't have, you know, what normal people think is you go and you ask your boss for a raise and it happens or whatever. Ours is totally... Um, controlled by our health system as as an entire group so we have a standard structured review period uh where you put in your you you do your self-evaluation towards the end of the year and then your boss goes into a system and then they do an evaluation uh and then you have your end of your discussion about performance how things looked how things went and then then at a later time we wrap up all of our fiscal financials and then we determine what the average percentage uh, increase may be. So um, that chronological record of all of your things happening, that helps you prove to your boss, especially mm-hmm. if you're anything like my company where you know, your evaluation comes a month or not two before your, uh, before your boss establishes what your raise will be. Right. That allows you a great opportunity to really... Um, showcase what you've brought to the table in that year. Right. Well, and, and this this is another thing that is important, that two or three month gap that you're talking about. So if you have these reviews, be prepared during your review to give all these figures and stats, et cetera, but follow your review up with an email to your boss or your supervisor. So everything's in writing. So usually they have to go to someone higher up to approve a raise or an increase in salary. So then they can just simply copy and paste or forward that on and say, hey, I really think Adam deserves this because here's everything that he's done. You're taking the guesswork out of it for them. You're taking the work out. Again, it's solving their problem. Um, yep. and, and if you don't have regular reviews, if you're more on like the freelance side, maybe you're, you have a contract with somebody, a company for a year or six months or whatever, or just a project basis and you want to renew that contract, um, you know, ask for a meeting with whoever makes the money decisions and tell them you want to discuss compensation. You know, you don't want to blindside anybody with, Hey, I just want to talk, you know, and then, Hey, can I have more money? You know that nobody likes that. And then you have that stuff in writing. And then after the meeting, you follow that up with just to recap our meeting. It was great chatting with you today. Here are the points that we discussed and you list all all your accomplishments, right? Yeah. 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 So, and I, I, you're including now, so we've talked about the when, we've talked about 
the what, and now you're kind of touching base on the how, um, which is important. So you, you, you bring your value, you bring, you know, why you're, you're deserving of that. Um, and you've kind of taken into consideration the fiscal health of the, of the organization. But what happens when the boss says, not in the cards, you know, I can't do it, or I can't do a raise to the, um, you know, to the amount that you're wanting. How do you handle that? Yeah. Well, I mean, that, that's a reality for a lot of companies, you know, uh, they're just not in the financial position. Maybe they're a new company or maybe there are other things at play that you're not aware of, you know, maybe they're holding back because they've got some other things that they want to grow. And so it's like, Oh, everybody's got to hold on for another year or whatever. Um, so you never want to make it just about yourself, even though you have to have your own boundaries as well, you know, know what you're willing and will not willing to do and, and work for. But, um, I think, I think keeping it about being a win-win situation is really important. Yes. You want to make more money. Yes. You want to move up. You want to be compensated for your value, for what you're worth. And that depends on making sure you're valuable which means you have to actually do the work before you get the money, right? Yeah. You can't just go in and say, I want to raise. And once I get the raise, then I'll do all this extra stuff. You kind of have to start doing that stuff. And you may have to do the extra stuff for three months to six months. And then you walk into your review or your meeting that you set up and you say, hey, if you've noticed for the next, for the last three to six months, I have done A, B, C, D, which is over and above my actual job description, and I believe that that warrants a, a raise or a compensation increase. And you've done your research. You know, the company's in good financial health. Your manager is not, you know, stressed out right now or in the middle of a huge project. Uh, and you also know what other people in that salary range of you, what they make in that job, what their salary is. So you're not asking for, okay, let's say that the job title that you have you know, gets paid between 30 and $35,000 a year. You're not going in there saying, I want 60. Sure. That ain't never going to happen. (laughs) Right. One of the things I thought was important though, that if you are declined and they're like, nope, sorry, listen, it ain't in the cards right now. um, That you have a follow-up question to that supervisor or manager and say, I, I, okay, I, I hear you. I understand your reasoning what can I do to achieve this? Does it require a different set of skills? Do I need to be doing more? What can I do? How can I grow to get to this level so that I I am meeting your expectations to deserve this component? I think that shows a lot to your employer because then you're, then you're showing that, you know, I I want more money. Yes. But is there a gap in my performance that is, you know, is hindering me from doing that? So what can I do to achieve that? So it shows I'm engaged. It shows I'm invested. Uh, I'm willing to do more if needed. So I think that's a very important thing to follow up with if you absolutely are declined to say, oh, yeah, I hear you. But OK, what can I do to get there? Yeah, for sure. I mean, man, I'm I'm just saying, like, you may do all this stuff that we've talked about and they still may say, sorry, not going to happen. Yeah. And that doesn't mean it's over. You know, right. at, at that it, point, it, like you just said, you follow up. Right. And you say, right. what can I do? And you follow up in an email so that it's documented on this day. You emailed your boss, your supervisor, because they may get fired in the next month or so. And then you've got a record of, hey, I had this discussion with so-and-so when they were here, you know, to your new boss. 
<laughs> you know? Right, right. It, it's documented that you're not just, okay, whatever, and and maybe there is something you can do. Maybe they say, well, you're, we need new clients, or we need you to take this yeah. training course so that you can better serve our existing clients. You know, you, you don't have the experience to warrant this raise. Okay, or... Next year, let's talk next January. Okay, all right. You know, then you at least know, and it's not like ambiguous. It's clear, concise communication. And at that point, you can decide if you're willing to do what it is required of you to get that raise or if you want a job hop. Yeah. And so if anybody is familiar and comfortable with rejection, it's Andrew. <laughs> Every damn day. And I don't care. <laughs> the moral of the story is to keep pushing through. You just keep <laughs> on going, honey. Move on down the road. Oh, but this this brings me, to, I think, to another important topic is, is uh, you know, if you've been trying and it's just not happening, that's going to eventually, in fact, or affect your in, your personal job engagement and your happiness at that role. So you may love what you do. But if you're a supervisor and you just keep getting the excuses, it's not in the cards. It's not always about money, but it's about value and being appreciated. And if that's not happening, it you know what? I, my advice is to always be on the job hunt. No matter what, yes. if you're happy with where you're at, always have something open, whether it's like Indeed or... Do you know what my dad, you know, you know what my dad calls Storm. all this? He What's calls that? it fill in the pipeline. Fill in the you pipeline. keep that pipeline going. It's this, you may be happy right now, but you got something in the pipeline down the road. So you're always working those contacts. You're you're still keeping right. in touch with people, not not for malicious reasons because you want to keep your options open. No, and it's also to keep you educated. So yes. I have I have a uh, you know the LinkedIn jobs alert on my phone for certain roles that are applicable to what I'm doing or what I think I would like to do. Me too, and child. It will keep popping up when these new jobs are available. And I'll look at it for many different reasons, whether or not it's a different job set or skill set that may intrigue or interest me, but also to see and do some research on what current market value is of salary for my role or yep. similar role. So then I have leverage that I can come back and say, hey, you know, I really love what I do. I love where I work. But uh, in order for me to stay, I, you know, th I'm not getting fair market value for what I do. And then you can make it a sound decision. Yep. Uh, the And the other thing is, like, if you're really not happy, find another job. You yes. Know it's, it's okay to jump around. I just had I, this conversation with a friend of mine last week, and it was like, you are not stuck in the job. No. There are 8 billion people in the world. There are jobs available. If you're a value, you can find another job. Yes. And it, we're now at a very interesting point. Uh, uh, it, where with employment, where now employers are trying to do what they can to get quality candidates because the candidacy pool is much smaller now because more people are employed. And so, right. if you are a valuable person, you can go out there and and you know you ha you get your pick of maybe four or five places now versus the one or two that you had previously. So that's huge. Um, the other component. So I I I read an interesting com uh, article several years ago. I gone is the way of employees in their job role for 20, 40 years in the same role. I think those days are gone mm -hmm. uh, for several reasons. So this this article was talking about uh, millennials and how often they job hop. And uh, years ago, people would look at that and be, and go, there's not stability. They're not reliable. They don't know what they want. 
they're they're not a good candidate to hire. Mm-hmm. Now that idea of thought has changed where the millennial generation uh, is is doing more job hopping. So they're doing it for several reasons. They're doing it because they want to keep uh, a new skill set consistently or they find a different pathway within their career that interests them and they want to try it out. So Or somebody pays risks. them more. That's Jump the ship. other thing. So the third component, which has helped benefited me in the last few years, is by taking different roles in the same organization, you keep a market value that's, right. uh, that's current. Because that's right. if you stay in that same role, you're going the, only going to accrue that 1% to 3% every year. That's right. If you job hop appropriately, you could be escalating 10 times that based on your role. So. Millennials are onto something. Can, can I get that paper? Can I say something real quick too regarding millennials? Yeah. So many people are dogging millennials, and I can't stand that shit. I cannot stand it because are we considered millennials? I don't, yeah, we are. Well, I think we're technically zennials, which is like a Generation X and millennials. So we're kind of in the middle. What? B- but we're old souls. I, You're just old. I but have never heard that term in my souls. life. But okay. <laughs> Um, well, anyways, I think we're on the cusp, but uh, these young people, I just spent the last week with my sister and her fiance and they're in their twenties, they're millennials. And I'm telling you these people and not just them, but uh, most millennials I come in contact with, they are so driven. They are so smart. They are so willing to go above and beyond. They are so innovative. They know, uh, the technology. They're willing to share their knowledge. They're willing to teach. They're willing to be team players, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So they're hard workers, but they're not willing to settle. Whereas I think like the previous generation, not that they're bad or anything, but the mindset has changed. Like you said, what used to be considered honorable, loyal, stable, et cetera, it's not that way anymore. It's kind of how you know marriage yeah. has changed. Yep. All these different definitions of um, tradition have changed a little bit. Now you can, you don't need to throw the baby out with the bathwater, but no, I'm just saying don't. there is something to be said for the millennial way. And I don't think they're lazy at all. There are lazy people in every generation. Right. But you hear right. that all the time, don't you? Millennials I, 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 are lazy. I, I, all the time. And we'll get into this in other topics, but especially being a millennial in a leadership position, those are challenges. So stay tuned for upcoming episodes. Cause that's going to be something we talk about, but um, I've been in that position and having to prove yourself and mm-hmm. try to convince others that I, I may look like I'm 12, but I can do my damn job, <laughs> Margaret. You don't so look sit 12. your ass down <laughs> and do your job. Right. So, do what I told uh, you to do because I'm above you. <laughs> right. How about it? No, and no. 30 years younger. No, I'm kidding. Right. I'm not going to go there, but... Um, yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I'm all for it. Millennials. It, the only thing there sometimes it bothers me with millennials is, is a, it depends on who it is and it's not all across the board, but is that sense of entitlement. So I, maybe that's where some people get turned off is you they, know, they run into one or two of those, um, experiences and it just sours it for the rest. It's not just one or two. I think a lot of people nowadays, young people, um, I had this said to me a few years back, uh, by a family friend's parent. She's like, you kids just want everything that we have now in our 50s and 60s. You want what we've worked for all of our lives right now in your 20s and 30s. And that's just not reality. And I got what she said, and I, I understand that. Okay, I get it. Mm-hmm. It takes time. Time can do what only time can do, and you've got to put the 
you know, right choices, make right choices over and over consistently and, you know, invest, et cetera, et cetera. However, the world is moving faster. Things are speeding up and it's, it's getting faster and faster as it gets faster and faster. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, and I think the motivation for advancement has changed too. So it's not only because I think this is a very driven generation going forward. They want to be the best. They want to do the best. And they're very engaged. Honestly, one of my big motivators of of salary is student loans. I have, Uh, and that's something that the the millennials are totally crippled by right now. And again, probably another topic, but it's like, listen, Carol, you didn't have to, you didn't have, uh, you know, $150,000 in student loans when you finished. And now you've been in your job for 25 years. That's okay. But I do. So <laughs> I want to get that, that money paper. and pay it off. Yeah. yeah. No, well, well, that too. But, but think about technology. I mean, 50 years ago, it may have taken, you know, two hours to cook dinner. Now you can have dinner made in five minutes. You have it delivered to your door, Uber Eats and all these other apps and stuff. If you want to sponsor us, let us know, Uber. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but think about like communication even. I can pick up my cell phone right now and call someone on the other side of the world and have less than a second delay. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. You can work remotely from home. Working in an office, I think, is dying out. It's not dead yet, but for a lot it, of jobs. Yeah, in like in like a specific, yeah, because everything's becoming remote everything or is becoming flexible. Remote. Technology yeah. Is, yeah. has made things so accessible, so yeah. fast. And think about communication-wise, too, like, okay, for my, my my antique business, I sell antiques online. For that, you used to have to sit in the store all day and wait for someone to happen to stumble in on you. And you might put an advertisement yep. in the newspaper, which are going by the wayside. And now, I can sell them online and reach people all over the world, target those people through targeted ads, which I know that's still controversial, but it ain't going away, so get on board. And I can also get on my f- cell phone, get on my Facebook page and do a Facebook Live, and instantly people can see me in the moment, less than a second delay, and see what I have. And I can sell a piece <laughs> Whether instantly. they like it or not, yes. Like, well, they don't have to watch, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it used it's to just be- your waist up, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> not always. That's on my other page. But- you know, used to be you'd have to, if I had like a dresser, an antique dresser, I'd have to sit it in my store and it might sit there for two years before it sold because the right person didn't walk in. Now I can buy yeah. it, get on a Facebook Live and sell it within seconds. And I can get, receive my payment through PayPal, Venmo. All, I mean, there's so many different ways to receive payment. It's just crazy. So lazy millennials, no. Uh, do they want things faster? Yeah, because that's all they've yeah, ever but- known. I, I, I think um, it's and it's more about not necessarily lazy. It's more about efficiency with the tool, yes. the advanced tools available to us. So uh, our generation has very easily embraced technology. I feel like I, there are times when I'm five steps behind and I'm like, oh, wait, I don't know how to do this. I like I I'm just starting to really get into Instagram stories and things like, like what is it? Instagram story? Is this like a, oh. uh, is this like a picture book? How do I, how do when I do When those this? things first came out, <laughs> I, I, I even posted on my Instagram I just discovered Instagram stories and I can't, I won't, I'm done. Like I was done. I don't even have a Snapchat because I can't even handle it. First of all, let me just say this. I know this has nothing to do with our topic, but I'm going to rant for a hot second. People (laughs) on their phones all the time, 
that drives me nuts. It just pisses me off. Like to see at a restaurant, like nobody gives a shit what you're eating. Like no one cares. Stop. Enough. You know what I'm but saying? I get that. Unless you're a food critic or a restaurateur or a supplier or, or something in that industry, like shut up. Or you're just a, a social media celebrity. So that is a new. That's a whole new job yeah. description that has come about in the last couple of years because people have a following and they want to see what you're eating or that you went out to. Okay, so if you're one game, of those, you like, can do it. On. But if you're not, put the phone away. Um, that's what I'm working towards. I, I want to get paid just to take a bus and go yeah. eat a hot dog. That, that's that's <laughs> the main reason I didn't get Snapchat because I don't want to constantly be checking my phone. Like if I'm waiting in line at the post office or the bank, I don't need to be on my phone. I can look around and say hello to the people in line next to me and observe yeah. my surroundings. And you know what I'm saying? Like I don't. Yeah, I, be I I will say that is one of the um the lost skill sets of the newer generation coming through is you lose that ability to talk to people to connect face to face and to be able to have conversation. Even now, when I get in an elevator, I usually my phone's in my pocket and I'm up and I'm looking around to see who's around me. Um, and if there's anybody cute the <laughs> that or what my where the emergency buttons are okay. so if there's a an issue you know I can I can zip out of there too many killers um, out but <laughs> but everybody's just kind of you know down and in, uh, in, in their phones but okay I, uh, anyway side note last 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 no I'm not digressing yet last side note and then we can digress <laughs> Can no, just, we are digressing. We're off topic, but go on. Oh, oh, then we can get back on topic. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My brain was like already on what I wanted to say. Um, so I met one of these Instagram influencers. He has like a million and some followers. Okay. Did you ask him to sponsor us? No. Hot. <laughs> so attractive. Looks great in his photos. Travels What's all over name? the world. And I'm not going to say it, but gets paid millions and millions and all this stuff to do all this stuff. I mean, I don't know how much he gets paid. Maybe he only gets paid. Oh, spill the deeds. 10, What's his name? <laughs> I'll tell you later. But okay. I met him in person and he never does like uh, videos like uh, 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 where he talks. Okay. This guy. Is he really a woman? Was No. <laughs> he doesn't do anything live. No. It's all pictures. No. This guy was the most awkward person to talk to. Mm. I mean, he was great on Instagram and so sure. popular and all this stuff. Knows how to pose, knows his angles, knows the, how to find the light. But in person, <laughs> it was like this guy couldn't sell me. Uh, he couldn't sell an Amish person a butter churn, okay? It was well, just and like, part of you feels good about yourself because you have those skills, but then he's going home to his millions and feel no, real I know, good about it. No, I know so. that, but I'm like, <laughs> how do you function in this world? How are you not talking to people or you know, making eye contact? And his voice was weird, too. I was like, okay, what? what are you... Is something wrong? Are you touched? Like, I, so I let's know. let's get him to, um, you know, do a guest host here on spot. I mean, <laughs> I'd, st- I'd still go out on a date with him. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> o- only if he pays. <laughs> no, one of his. Uh, and you slip him a couple of your monthly voice invoices. Yeah, one of his sponsors is paying. <laughs> uh. <laughs> okay, now we can uh, get back to our topic again. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we've kind of really diverted there. Well, well, no, we're on social media. Time. That is also something to do with raises. How so? Because Talk to me about that. I said, okay, I'm going to put myself as a pioneer of this idea. Okay. Um, you know how much I love to like give myself props, right? Uh, every day. Go, Andrew. <laughs> um, so years ago when Facebook was like still just for like friends and college kids, and I think they had just allowed like 
everybody else to come on it. It was called the Facebook. The dude. Facebook. Yeah, that's right. And um, years ago, I you know we would just have fun, and you know you can comment and like, how many beers did you chug last night to your college buddies or whatever, and post crazy I didn't pictures. Do that, but go on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. And um, years ago, I decided I wanted to move up professionally. I was working for like seven dollars an hour at the store and I'm like, this sucks. I can't live. And I had graduated college. I'm like, I have a degree and I'm working for $7 an hour. This is crazy. And so I decided I wanted to move up and I knew that with the internet becoming bigger and bigger and Facebook becoming a place where everybody was going to and and navigating toward that. I was going to have to clean my Facebook up. I could not look like a hot mess that I really was with my friends because Mm -hmm. with your friends, you're just having fun. It's your downtime, but it's out there for the public to see. And so I cleaned my Facebook up and made it more professional and decided like when people tagged me and stuff, I was like, nope. Mm -mm." And you didn't have the options for privacy stuff back then. So I would just delete the photo and they'd be like, why'd you delete that photo? I'm like, because we're at a bar. Everybody's, looking crazy and I don't want potential <laughs> employers to see that and think that that's how I am all the time. So, yeah. and, and to our listeners, Andrew's real name is Daniel Smith. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> you created a whole new persona. <laughs> no, uh, somebody okay. did make a, fa- a fake, uh, a Facebook account of me though. It was, um, Jack, I, what they named it Jack Gilliam and a friend <laughs> on the East coast. Copycat? Yes. A friend on the East coast alerted me. He's like, uh, is this you? Wait, is it is it our friend AV? No, <laughs> no, no, not that disaster. But anyways, yeah, and so I reported it uh, and they took it down. But th- no, this guy had had this fake Facebook account of me up for, but it was a different name. It was all my pictures. He took them. Poached we need them. to have another another episode about this because I'm intrigued and I have other stories that I would love to share. Oh, so too should I about stop just, talking about this? Yes, yes. No, it yes. was it really affected me though. I was like, <laughs> you feel violated. All right, we'll talk about it another time. Oh, see, I felt flattered when it happened to me, but that's okay. No, that's the difference no, between the no, two of us. Uh, oh, we have a lot to. Uh, I, I'm gonna. <laughs> yes, I can table go that off. discussion. Topic. Table it, table talk. Uh, so having said that, but clean, we uh, clean, clean your clean your social medias up, yes. people. If you yep. want to raise, look like a professional, or or go private, uh, change your name, yeah. do whatever you got to do. Don't even uh, go private because you know somebody's going to fake friend request you and find it. Those people are sneaky. Be Just thoughtful. clean it up um, if you want to move up. I've used it myself when hiring people, so it See? matters. See? It matters. Uh, we covered a lot today. We got a lot of great things that we talked about, how to get that paper, um, what to do when you're denied, and, and uh, how to keep current uh, and know your value. So I think I had a lot of, lot of, great, uh, lot of great information to share today. We can keep that conversation going and flowing. Uh, please do remember to go to iTunes to rate and subscribe us. You can also listen to us on Spotify, Google Play, and the rest. And be sure to navigate to our Facebook page, Show Starters Fans, and give us a like. Uh, We'll often post um, content about the podcast and blue comments. Send us questions. Send us topics. Uh, We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, I want to hear from you, especially if you're funny. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And a social media millionaire. So with that said, (laughs) we will see you guys next week. Peace. Get that paper.